You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Joel Rojas. Our guest today is coming off of a big TKO win back at Titan FC 40. Please help me welcome Andrew Whitney. Andrew, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, of course. Now, uh, like we said, uh, your most recent win was a second-round TKO win over Anderson Dos Santos at Titan FC 40. Uh, talk us through your performance. Are you happy with how the fight went? Yeah, you know, I'm always happy um, anytime I get a win. Um, when I go back and look at the film, uh, there's some things that I need to improve on, but uh, that's just me being the, the biggest, the hardest critic on myself. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'll take the win for what it's worth, get back to work the next day. So, now it's interesting okay. that you mentioned that you know you you were set to fight and and forty one. Uh, something happened with the contracts that the fight fell through. Uh, yeah, there was some there was some miscommunication and uh, you know some uh some things that uh we couldn't come to agreement on. So uh, I really can't get into much of that right now. Right, but right. uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm I'm expected to hopefully be back in there in October. Yeah, because okay. man, I've been. I've been watching you. I've been following your career for quite some time, and it, it it's it's still crazy to me that you're not you have not gotten that call yet, man. Because I mean, look at look at Sabaho Masi, who just fought and then got that call to fight to means like you know like there's this guys and and I I say that because you know ATT you know their connection with ATT and whatnot, but it's just you should have been had that call already. I mean, there's there's some. There's a lot of tomato cans in the UFC that shouldn't even be there, and I feel that you should have had that opportunity a long time ago, brother. You know, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, you know, I don't get, uh, I don't have the luxury of of, of being spoon fed uh, a bunch of opponents. I don't have the luxury of uh, being guided the right way like a lot of these guys. You know, a lot of these guys fight uh, 500 guy records, you know, uh, and then they get their shot in the UFC. So I, I don't have the luxury to do all that. I, I have to take fights as they come. Uh, most people don't even understand this about me. Most of my fights that I've had, 18 pro fights, majority of these fights, the size, probably two or three fights, I've had legitimate training camps for. Uh, I train all the time, so I feel like, you know, my, my skill set is well-rounded. Uh, but at the same time, like, I fight a lot of guys on six days' notice, uh, two weeks' notice. You know, I don't have a proper training camp. I had a proper training camp for Anderson Dos Santos. Um, look what happened to him. I don't have to conserve my energy. I could, I could put it all on the line. Uh, and he gets knocked out. Uh, my last training camp before that was Jose Vega. He was another big name that I was supposed to fight. I knocked him out in the first round. So, um, you know, that, this is this is the type type of power I possess. You know, you give me a legitimate training camp, but uh, when you don't, when I'm fighting on two weeks' notice, I always have to conserve my energy and and, and get ready for a 15 minute war. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but like I said, I I just I'm not no spoon fed fed golden boy to anybody. Right. Is is bantamweight a, a division that you want to stay at, or are you looking to maybe move up in weight? 
I, once again, that's another thing. You know, I, I cut down from 170. Uh, I know. That's so, what I, I mean, like, I, is, I, missed weight, um, I missed weight two fights ago, you know, and I, I, I didn't have – I took the fight on three weeks' notice. You know, I was walking around at 167. And it's a huge opportunity. You know, I'm always grateful for the opportunity that Titan gives me. So, you know, I just keep my mouth shut and, and I roll with the punches and, and, and right. do what I have to do, you know. Um, but that's the way I got to get it, you know, so I get it how I get it. Exactly. And, you know, you, you're very, very vocal and you're very proud of the fact that you – you got Missouri on your back. Springfield, Missouri is on your back. You know, you can't. No, 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 no. Let me, let me clarify that because a lot of people think that I used to fight at a Springfield fight club. It's the same gym that Michael Johnson and uh, Zach Cummins comes from. But I'm, I'm a born and raised Kansas City, Missouri boy. Yeah, so, uh, ah, that's right. My fault. That's my fault. That's KC. That's right. That's my fault. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a KC boy. But, I mean, I, right. I, I give a lot of love to Springfield because, you know, Springfield is what got me started, you know, uh, uh, so I moved down there a couple years uh, ago and, you know, started having a good career. And then uh, I moved to Florida to, to pursue my dream. So. Right, right. That, that's my fault. I knew I, I completely confused it. But, yeah, KC, and you're very vocal about that. You, you're very proud of the fact that you got, you know, you, you're repping and you're going hard and you, you're putting off for your city, which is, which is always great when fighters are so proud of that and don't forget what I put on for my whole from. state. I just, I just don't put on. I love Kansas City to death, but I put on for exactly. the Missouri boy period because I feel like Missouri boys is different breeds. You know, look at look at the Michael Johnsons, look at the Tyron Woodleys, look at the uh, right. Zach Cummins and the James Krauses and the Andrew Whitney's and the uh, you know and, and the, the list goes on. You know, I don't feel like we get the credit that we deserve. Uh, right. But keep on sleeping on us, and we're gonna sooner or later make our way up there. That's how it is, man. Make a name, and they they won't be able to forget. They won't forget. You're you're still with ATP. Am I am I am I accurate about that? No, 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 no. Um, no, I'm actually with MMA Masters now. Okay, yeah, because uh, I know you when like, yeah you were with ATT for quite some time in the beginning of your career. That was when you were with Tisha. I remember that. But, yeah, so. ATT is a great gym. Great coaches. Um, have a lot of love for that gym. Uh, but the shoe don't fit everybody. You know. Um, I feel like um. The, the the amount of uh, energy that's spent on me now, um, mm-hmm. you know, I love it. I have a guy named Troy uh, that is my my one-on-one striking coach, and he puts 110% of me every time, every time we on it. Like, I don't have to watch fight film no more. He breaks everything right. down. I get I get all attention put on me now, and it's showing in fights, and, and I yeah. enjoy it. So it is. Uh, it is. It's good to have, I mean, MMA Masters is a great gym, too. I mean, absolutely great gym. But with and you know ATT is huge, you know obviously we all everybody knows that. And ATT also has a lot of fighters, a lot of overcomers, a lot of you know champions or, or former champions. So I can understand where you can see that you're not getting the devotion and uh, one-on-one time that you would need to to better yourself the way you want to be, you know the way you want to advance in your career. So I, I I think that's a great move in my opinion. Yeah, nah, it's like I said, it's a great gym. Uh, nothing but respect for that gym, and nothing, I took my hat off to every fighter in that gym, uh, every coach right. in that gym. Uh, but like I said, the shoe don't fit everybody, so. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you were talking about earlier, you know, being in those training camps and how you've only had a full camp for only a certain amount of fights, and your last one was one of them. So with that fight uh, with DeSantos, was there anything that surprised you about the fight, or did it play out pretty much how you were expecting it to? No, it, it played out exactly how I wanted it to play out. Uh, you know, though Santos was actually, he's supposed to be the Titan champ uh, right now, but he missed weight 
so he didn't get the title fight, but he beat uh, a former uh, talent, uh, challenger. Uh, so, you know, I looked at him as he was the champ. But a month before the fight, you know, when I when I got presented the fight, that's who I wanted to fight. Uh, they wanted me to fight some guys that was like, you know, five and one. And I was like, no, those guys don't deserve to fight me yet. You know, I feel like those guys got to gotta prove themselves. I, I feel like in this sport, you got to earn your worth. You know, you can fight a guy that's five and one, but that doesn't really look good on you, but it looks good on him. You know, you don't really have any. I want to fight guys with similar records than mine or bigger names. I'm always asking for, yo, give me a UFC vet, you know. Uh, you know, people say a lot of bad stuff about me or whatever, but I'm always asking for fights like that. I want people with better records than me. I want to fight tough fights, uh, you know. So uh, I said a month and a half before the fight, you know, uh, I'll knock Anderson Bill Santos out. I'll, I'll take his head clean off. Yep. I told people that I'm calling my shots, and 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 that's exactly what I did. So uh, it, it, I felt like it was easy money. Um, you know, I'm never going to be overconfident. I respect everything about a man getting in the, uh, a cage against me um, on any level, but I feel like I'm that much better than a lot of these guys. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. You did call that shot with with um, Dos Santos. I remember that. And I mean, I have nothing but respect for you, bro, because you know, there's there's fighters that are that will fight just anyone just to get that win on their record and make their record look great. But meanwhile, they're just fighting absolute, you know, shitty regional fighters that are just doing it part-time. It's not something that they do all the time. And it's just to make their records look more impressive. You know, you you could have a 20-win and 15-loss record, but you have fought the best of the best. And I, I have more respect for someone like that that has a – instead of someone that has an 8 and 0 record that has fought – somebody that I've never even heard of that's driving a cab right right about now, New York City's happy hour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, I mean you find it everywhere in the sport, you know. Guys right. get spoon-fed and, and, and work their way to the UFC, then they start fighting a tougher competition in the UFC. Uh, you know, um, I, I believe it was one of your posts that you posted and the guy said he needs to have brains with his, with his, with, yeah. with his fighting ability or whatever, you know. But I have a lot of brains behind my fighting ability. That's why a lot of people... That's why I butt heads with a lot of people because I know what I want for my future. I compared myself to Connor because these are facts that I'm putting out. My numbers in the first, in Connor's first 13 fights, my, I have fought more winning records than guys with Connor. You know, so why can't mm-hmm. I compare myself? Why can't I? Why can't I believe I'm the next Connor? But I don't want to be the next Connor. I want to be the next Andrew Whitney. I want to be the next superstar in my weight class. Uh, exactly. So, People, pe- people bash you for believing in yourself. And society wants to say, "Hey, you can't do this." But I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking walls. You know, I'm breaking walls down. I'm putting my city on. I'm putting my state on. And I'm going to continue to be how I am because that's just who I am. You know, this is a fight game. I mean, you got to have some brains, but this is a fight game. At the end of the day, you got to get in and, and, and bang it out with somebody. So, uh, if you don't believe in yourself, then who's going to believe in you? And, and not many people really believe in me. So. I keep doing what I do, and I speak how I speak, and I got to make my name. If you're not going to give me a push, I'll give my own self a push. Exactly, and I, and I told you that before. I believe in you. I have faith in you, brother. I know that you're going to make it. And I appreciate Homo that, was guys. Just, I, I, no, no doubt. Homo was just sour because he's a, he's a Conor McGregor rider, you know what I mean? So that's why he said that, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. The, the, have, have these people that comment don't even watch, you know, um, anything but UFC, and they don't know who. Yeah, who. have have these people in the MMA fight, and like MMA fans are MMA fans. They watch right. UFC, but they don't know anybody right. in the Bellator. They don't know anybody in 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 in, in Titan. They don't know anybody, so they just automatically assume that the people, despite and then, the people in the pinnacle of your career, 
are in the UFC. So they, they believe everybody in the UFC is the best people in the world, which is not true. There's a limited there's a limited amount of fighters in the UFC. There's thousands of fighters trying to get in the UFC. So what do you think is tougher, fighting guys outside the UFC or fighting guys in the UFC? You fight the same talent in the UFC, but you got to go through everybody's talent outside of the UFC. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just ready for my shot. You know, I'm anxious for my shot, and I'm anxious to, you know, get in there and uh, and bang with somebody, man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, uh, there are tons of uh, prospects kind of on the regional circuit, but they have heavily padded records. You know, they have people that have not been on the same level to have some experience as them. So with you, who someone who has a very good record and has fought a very high level of competition and fought other opponents with good records, do you just attribute that to being so confident and really trying to handpick your opponents? Or is there really even like a different strategy that you take in, in ensuring that you're not going to be taking any easy routes or anything like that? The only thing I ever say when people present opponents to me is I, I don't say no to fights. The only time that I say, the only time that I even be like, no, I don't want to fight that fight is when I fight guys. When they want to match me up against guys, it's like, okay, they, they get into the promotion, and then they get into the promotion, and they have one fight or two fights in the promotion, and they like five and one, six and one. I don't want to fight guys like that. I was at that point at, in, in my career, you know. You got to work your way. You got to earn your shot, you know. And if, if title fights are given to people, I don't feel like that's very good for the sport. So I have earned every right to fight for the title. Uh, I appreciate the opportunities that Titan gives me. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want to fight guys that's similar to me. I want to fight guys that be like, oh, he knocked this guy off. I want to fight prospects. My last two fights have been against big prospects from the U.K., knocked him off. From Brazil, knocked him off. These guys were supposed to be like the next big thing, and I'm taking them out one by one. I'm I'm an, I'm an American sniper. I'm just picking them apart. So, um, you know, that's the only time that I even consider saying no to a fight is when guys don't earn the right to fight me. You can't just fight everybody in the sport. You can't just – Connor can't fight – Connor might lose to a lot of guys outside the UFC, you know. A lot of hungry guys is coming up right now. You can't just fight – I can't fight everybody in the world to get to the UFC because it doesn't work that way. Sooner or later, somebody's going to have your number. So you got to be smart about your opponents, and you got to be smart about how you how you handle your career, you know. And 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 I'm doing that now. I used to just fight a bunch of fight tough guys on like six days notice, and if I lost that fight, um, I lost to Ben Win. He's a top contender at 25 division in the UFC one time. I took the fight yeah. on four days notice, cut 27 pounds. Nobody knows that I cut 27 pounds in four days. They just see me lose, but right. they don't understand the time, you know, before that. So you you, you got you got to educate people too, you know. So, uh, yeah. Oh, you you keep you keep educating us by showing us what you got in that cage and knocking dudes head on clean right off and just doing your thing. And they're gonna have no choice but to know who you are. And you know, like I said, I've I've followed your career for a while, so I'm very familiar with your fighting style and 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 you and you know not on a personal level like that, but I just know what you're about and you know. So I, me as I'm not just a uh, MMA fan, I'm a fan of yours as well, because I know where you're capable of doing it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And 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 it kind of bothers me because I want to see people like yourself advance and get that opportunity in the big stage, because you deserve it. You guys busting your ass to do what you got to do, and if you 
you know, you, you're fighting, knocking dudes out left and right, doing what you got to do, and then you got people that will win just one or two fights and then get signed, and it's like, wait, what are, what's going on, man? Like, And you know that you're ten times better than that person, and I know it must be frustrating for you when you're watching the fight and be like, I could beat this motherfucker up like, easily, real easily. It's, like, you it's know, very like, frustrating, man. The, the best yeah. fighters don't always get in, and the one who works the hardest doesn't always get in either. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, you, you got to go out and say that, I'll be overstepping my boundaries if I was like, I'm the hardest working person in MMA because there's always someone who wants to just as much as you. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I'm an extremely, extremely hard working guy and I'm extremely focused and I can work, I, I work with the hardest of them, you know. I'm not going to say I'm the best of the best, but I work as hard as anybody in the game and I feel like my dues has uh, has been coming for a long time and, you know, I'm just waiting for that phone call now. So, uh, but like I said, you know, I'll I'll, I'll continue to, uh, impress people and continue to love and enjoy fighting for the promotion that I'm fighting for now and, and, and respect everything that they do. So Most definitely. In Florida, you're ranked number one. Southeast, you're ranked number one in your in your weight class. Midwest, you're number seventh. Yeah, yeah. Midwest, you're number seven. In Kansas and, and Missouri, you're number two. So, I mean, dude, you, you, you're, out, you're putting yourself on the map. It's just that I don't know what's going on, but you will make it to the UFC, brother. I guarantee you. If not UFC, Bellator, but you will make it to that big stage. I I know you will. Who's ranked above me in the Midwest? There should be nobody. Um, I don't know that. It doesn't say who's ranked above you, but I just know what your ranking is. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I if, – if I'm ranked behind someone, it has to do with some political numbers because ain't nobody ranked above me in the Midwest. I agree. I agree. But I didn't know you guys just educated me on something because I didn't know I was ranked number one in Florida and I didn't know I was ranked number one in the Eastern uh, Division. So thank you guys for educating me on something. No doubt, man. Yeah, you've been competing professionally since 2010, you know, several years now. How did you initially get involved in the sport? I had I had started out boxing as a kid. Uh, I did a little bit of wrestling growing up. Uh, so it was always a, a good fit for me. Uh, but I actually... Um, when I had uh, got done doing everything, I actually went to work and uh, I ran into a guy that I, that that I'm friends with, and he was a he was a, actually he was an amateur fighter at the time, and uh, he was a collegiate wrestler and he had uh, took me to the gym one day. You know, I I felt like I could beat this guy up, and this guy just totally dominated me, uh, and and he was like my big brother. He totally dominated me in every every aspect of the game. So I was like, you know what? I got to learn this sport, and I've been a gym rat ever since. Okay, yeah. And, you know, when you first got into the sport, were there any fighters that drew you into into the competition? Like, did you have any favorite fighters or guys that inspired you to step in the cage? Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, I, I came up under, like, Michael Johnson and and, and, and Zach Cummins. Uh, these guys are having good careers in the UFC right now. Uh, we was all at this little old gym in Springfield, Missouri, and none of them was in the UFC at the time. I just came up under those type of guys, and, this guy named Josh Downey was he was a trooper, you know, if he would have stayed at it, he'll be in the same position I am. Uh, you know, guys like James Krause, Kansas City. I, I came up looking up to these guys, uh, a lot of the times and I seen their success and I was like, you know what, I can do that. So, you know, I put my I, I put my I put my grind hat on and I got after it and years later I'm I'm here and I'm you know, one of the top band on weights outside of the UFC, so yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, you're obviously, you know, you're very confident in yourself. You're very confident uh, in your abilities, as you should be. And so before you're about 
to walk out to the cage. What exactly is going through your head at that time? Do you have any, like, pre-fight rituals or anything like that? Um, I've always came out, you know, I always show my back to the crowd. Uh, you know, it's always nerve-wracking. Like, leading up to the fight, you don't really get nervous. About two weeks out, I always get nervous thinking about my, my opponent, and it's hard to sleep at those times. Uh, so, you know, but I still have a big weight cut to do, so I kind of focus more on my weight cut. And then I just focus on the grind leading up to the fight. And, you know, when it's, when, when, when weigh-ins happen, I never look my opponent in the eye. Uh, I'm always looking down at the ground. They always want to play games, shit like that. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I look at the ground. I'll look you in your face when we square off in the cage because now there's no mercy given to you. I'll give you mercy if I look in your eyes before the fight. But, you know, it's nerve-wracking facing off with guys, you know, because you see your opponent for the first time. But when it's go time, it's go time. I don't even get nervous no more. Uh, I, I focus on what I need to do. I don't focus on what this other guy needs to do. I used to focus a lot on trying to watch film and break guys down. That's what my coaches do all that now. So I just um, I focus on myself and worry about what I'm going to do and believe in my confidence and believe in my ability as a fighter and as a man. Absolutely. Is there anyone that grow, coming up in a sport that you looked up to or, you know, and wanted to, I'm not saying emulate because, you know, everyone has their own style, but someone that you actually said, you know what, this is this is the reason or this person is the reason why I got into the sport? Um, Like I said, I got into the sport because I got dominated and, and, and right, right. I had to learn. I had to learn. But I've always, like, my favorite fighter on the planet because I rely on my heart a lot. I know if I'm losing a fight, this, I got more heart than this guy. I'll turn into a street fight in a cage. And I've been street fighting since I was a little kid. And I know I could do it better than this guy. So I'm like, it's street fight time. And I feel like Frankie Edgar is the same way. So Frankie Edgar, like, yeah. I've, I've met a lot of fighters. You know, I meet guys from all over the world, you know, and, and, and train with a lot of guys from all over the world. But the first time I met Frankie Edgar, we hung out one night together uh, at a viewing party. And I was like, holy shit, that's Frankie, you know? Like, that was the mm-hmm. first time I was like, oh, my God, it's Frankie, it's Frankie. But he he's somebody that I've always like watched and looked up to, and I and I rely. I mean, he's got a lot of skill, but Frankie fights a lot on his heart, you know. Um, yeah, he does. Frankie gets knocked down more than anybody, you know, and he gets right back up. He's like the real life Rocky Balboa, so you know. Uh, I really really looked up to him uh, a lot of times. It's crazy. He's, I'm I'm originally from Jersey, and he picked a Jersey dude. So us Jersey people, we got a lot of heart. So I know. Yeah, you know, man, Frankie I love it. I love it to death. If there was one opponent that you can fight in any organization, like a dream fight, who would it be? You know, in my weight class, it's got to be Uriah Faber. Uh, I've been keeping real close tabs on the Uriah Faber. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Rivera? I don't know. They fight who? Jimmy Rivera? Who he's fighting? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's who fighting, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, I've been keeping a close eye on that, you know, keeping my weight down. Uh so you know, if something happened to Jimmy Rivera, I, I, I wish I wish he could get in there and compete. But if something happens to him, I'll be ready to step up in a heartbeat. But Uriah Faber is someone that's uh, you know because he's a pioneer of the sport and he's still you know he's still got a lot of skills and he's someone that I was always like I'm gonna fight Uriah Faber. I'm gonna fight Uriah Faber. Now it's getting to the point to where I might have an opportunity one day. So uh, he 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 would be my dream fight. That's what's up. I would love to see that fight. Yeah, and yeah. And that's one thing I and, love about you, bro. You you you're not you. You're not a you're not bashful to stay how you feel. You you know you let you let it out. There's there's fighters that will talk shit, but they talk shit and it's all in vain. It's just like pure garbage. But what you're saying is your dreams, your aspirations, your desire to be 
you know, the best you can be in the sport, be the best in, in general in your in your weight class at the very least. So, you know, you gotta that's believe like that. that like, I admire, bro. People, people, society gives you this false image of you're not supposed to have confidence and you're not supposed to do anything. Then why do you do all the greats had confidence? People bash Muhammad Ali, but now he's looked at as one of the best of all time. You know, right. uh, and, 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 and in no way, shape, or form do I ever want to compare myself to any of those guys because those guys are great for a reason. But mm-hmm. in my own right, I feel like I can be great, so why not believe in myself? Even if the whole world's against me and people don't believe in me, mm-hmm. I would take your belief and shove up your ass because I'm not here to, at the end of the day, you get one life to live. And I'm not here to make anybody else happy. I'm here to make me and my family and my friends proud of me and my accomplishments. Right. So I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really care too much what the next person has to say, or, or he, 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 he's the next big thing. You're damn right, I think I'm the next big thing. I, yeah. I don't, I don't get anything to be average. You know, if, if, if you're okay with being average, then you're okay with just living, waking up every day and dying. You know, that's so like uh, that's says. not, that's not in my blood. Like Jay Z says, "Let me be great." Yeah. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, Andrew, you know, when you're not training uh, or in the gym or anything like that. You know, what else are you doing in your free time? You know, do you have any, like, hobbies or anything like that? Yeah, um, you know, I like to go fishing a lot. Uh, I'm a Missouri boy, so we do a lot of fishing in Missouri. Uh, one of my traditions that my grandfather used to do is take us out fishing. That's how I learned how to fish. Uh, but I also, I use CrossFit as my strength and conditioning. So I do a lot of, like, okay. like, like, like yeah, so uh, I'm getting ready for a CrossFit competition uh, the 18th. So I'll be competing September 18th in the CrossFit competition. Uh, so, you know, yeah, that's 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 like my hobby. Like I, I always stay in the gym. I always, if you know anything about CrossFit, CrossFit is 100% intense. Its intensity mm-hmm. is crazy. Those guys are unbelievably like in in great shape. Now I feel like that just adds to my game. So everything that I do in CrossFit, there's no easy strength and conditioning. We lift we lift heavy one day and we stay we stay looking around at everybody. Nah, in CrossFit you busting your motherfucking ass every day. So. Um, yeah, that that's that's kind of like my hobby, fishing and CrossFit. And you know, also, uh, you know, for a guy who's in the gym so often um, and spending a lot of time with training partners, are there any like up and comers, guys that people should really keep their eye on, and guys you think really have a lot of potential in the sport as well? Yeah, man, I I trained with a kid uh, named uh, Cavi, and he's a 25er, and I guarantee it, man, this kid, this kid, he's unbelievable, man. Uh, He's good. He's good. But, uh, you know, him and uh, there's a couple guys I used to train with that's on the show now, like Danger and, and Jamie Alvarez. Those guys are great guys, man. But this kid, Chicavi, he's, he's going to be a – man, this, kid, this kid's going to be a stud. And he believes in himself also, so that's a good attribute that he has going for himself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, well, I think that uh, we'll wrap it up before too long. Uh, Joel, did you have any other last questions that you wanted to, that you wanted to throw out there as well? Um. I don't have more of a question. I just more or less want to say, you know, I continue to, I, 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 you know, want to wish you to continue doing great in your career. I will be watching as always. And, you know, I am not only a fan, I am a supporter. And I know sooner or later you will make it into the UFC. So keep up the good work, man. Thank you guys. It's just a matter of time. But thank you guys for having me. And uh, I appreciate you guys showing me love and, and continue to support me. No doubt, man. No yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Andrew, before we go, you know, if you have any, like, shout-outs or sponsors to thank or anything like that, we'd, of course, like to give you that chance now. You know, I'm going to continue to keep the controversy going. 
So I'm shouting out to all the 35ers in the UFC. I'm coming for them. That's my shout out. You know, uh, I don't care about anything else uh, right now. I'm coming for these guys, man. I'm coming for these guys, and and and, and they better be shaking in their boots because I'm coming. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, we'll definitely keep our eye out for it. You know, you're a very exciting fighter to watch, and we definitely look forward to seeing you compete in the near future. All right, thank you guys so much. And that was Andrew Whitney. Guys, thank you as always for tuning in. I want to thank Joel Rojas for setting up the interview and helping me co-host. Joel, where can people find you? Twitter underscore JR double underscore and on Facebook at Joel Rojas. And a quick shout out to my wife and kids. And as always, make sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Funky Monkey MMA. You can follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller. And make sure to keep up with the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to funkymonkeymma at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.